Well, hello, everyone. I want to thank you for coming this evening to Destiny Moments. And yes, I am Michelle Hughes. And today, praise the Lord, all limits were taken off in Michigan concerning the pandemic. So um, no more masks. Everything's open again. So it's like life as usual. But I would say use some wisdom I am still wearing my mask because I didn't um, get the shot or vaccine I did get tested um, for not having the virus but um, I have you know taken many vitamins since I was in high school and I am an older woman today so Pretty much, I you know tell my family many people don't do the things I have done as far as taking many vitamins. But however, just use wisdom in fooling in fully, I should say, taking off your mask. Uh, many that I saw today were still wearing or still masked up. It reminds me of those who will run this race for God, or just. Um, those who just scale through and get mad with you because you decided to put your trust in Jesus. And when you decide to serve him, or I should say I decided to serve him at a very young age, and, um, you know, it hasn't been easy, but I can say... uh, that it has truly been an honor serving him. And, and when you're still running the, the race in serving God, um, you need to understand, you know, you know you're not perfect, but many judge you very harshly and because they want you to be perfect while many times they are living, you know, not so perfect lifestyles themselves. And they're mad with you because you are doing your best to live what you preach and not judging anyone because it takes too much just to keep yourself living the straight and narrow way. So I would say, you know, you're going to be tried and tested while you're walking this life for Jesus. But don't put anyone, I would tell anyone, don't put anyone on a pedestal because God is a jealous God. We must put him first and serve him. And it doesn't mean we don't honor, you know, our ministers, our pastors, you know, whatever. I'm not saying that, but we still have to be careful in even putting them on pedestals because He's a jealous God. He wants you to put him first. And when you put him first, I guarantee you, he's the only one that can give you peace that surpasses all understanding. So I'm going to be reading from Psalms 31, 19, 20, and verse 24. And it reads as follows. Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear him. Fear thee, which thou hast walked for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. 
verse 20. Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence from the pride of man. Thou shalt keep them secretly in a pavilion from the strife of tongues. Verse 24. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. All ye that hope in the Lord. And I'm also praying for my dear friend, uh, Terry Arnold Bryant, who, um, lost her uncle and they're planning the home going. I'm just praying that the Lord will strengthen you and get you through this period, Terry. I'm going to now go to Psalms 32 and 11. And it says here, be glad in the Lord and rejoice ye righteous and shout for joy. All ye that are upright in heart. Isn't that good to be upright in heart? When you feel in your spirit that you are doing the best you know to live for Christ. And, you know, uh, I've never married. I don't have any children. But I can say that I've been married to Jesus all these years that I accepted him at the early age when I was in my 20s. I was just, what, turning 20, 19, something like that. And I haven't looked back. And it has truly been um, an honor that he really, remember, he selects you. You say yes to him. And so I thank God for the honor that he, when he came, I said yes. And that's all it takes is, Father, forgive me of my sins. Um, I want to live for you and for the rest of my life. And the rest is history. We complicate it because, you know, the flesh gets in the way. We are the our own worst enemy. And it's sad when we think everybody doesn't live for the Lord or they're not striving to be more like Christ. And um, so we put everybody in a little, you know, little boat or a little bucket, you know, thinking, you know, whatever someone tells you about that person is true. When many times it's not true, it's false stories because sometimes people look at you more than you look at yourself and they invent things about you. You know, I've seen people do that. And so I try myself when I see things happening, you know, even to myself, I always ask God, Lord, help me to be more like you. Let me die out to me and more like you. And I think the more we practice what we preach by saying, Lord, more like you and less of me, you know, and I think the more you say less of me, the more you'll die out to your flesh, to those things that you desire. And, you know, you may have to cry out sometimes because I'm not saying it's easy, but when you really have a love of God, you'll begin to cry out to him and ask him, Lord, help me to live more like you that you would how you want me to live for you as a Christian and I believe that the more you cry out for that the more you'll find yourself living like Christ and I'm gonna tell you I mean there has to be a separation I remember when uh, Pastor Bogle told us to go tell all your friends. Now, I understand the, the, the ramifications from this, but he said, go tell all your friends you've gotten saved. Well, you know, some people question it, but what it does, it it helps them to keep a tag on you, too, to see if you really live in what you're saying. You know, you say you're a Christian. They're going to test you. Trust me. And so, but then he'll tell you also, I can remember him saying also, that there must be a separation. 
Because if you want to follow Christ, if you was out there partying, hanging out, which I was, if you were doing all those things previously, that means that's why he's telling you to go tell your friends, because now there's going to be a separation. My lifestyle is be, is going to to change. And I can remember crying at the altar. I didn't know what I was crying for, but I think some of them tears was, <laughs> I didn't even know what my future was going to hold. But, you know... It's amazing. People talk about you crying, but those tears be healthy because you're dying out to stuff. You're dying out to things you don't even know what you're crying about. I do believe that. But in the interim, as time goes on, you can see when you begin to separate yourself from your past. And that means the way you used to live. And now you want to please God and you want to live more like him. And that's what separation means. That doesn't mean you can't talk to the people. You can't, you know, no, you just can't hang out with them like you used to. Because you're going to find yourself, especially in the, in the beginning stages of walking with Christ. How are you going to do that and stay safe? It's going to be very difficult. So there must be a separation. And when you separate, you do it in love. It's never a thing where you, you're talking about the people because they're not walking like you are walking. Because you know it, it's a fight for you many times. But anyway, reading um, Psalms 5, 11, and 12, and it says here, But let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy, because thou defendest thee, them. See, he defends you. You don't have to defend yourself. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. See, he also wants us to be joyful. You know, we shouldn't have a, a spirit of not walking in love. There should be love in your heart for other people because you know what you have. You want them to get what you got. Because if it wasn't for the the uh, the love of God, you wouldn't have what you have in, inside of your spirit. You know, when he walked with them, they didn't have a spirit in them. But when he went to the cross, now he lives in us. That's the, the spice of it. I mean, that's the, the gravy of it that now he walks in you daily. He speaks to you, you know, telling you, don't go this way. Uh-uh, don't do that. You know, uh-uh, turn that corner. No, close that door. And, you know, and it's in the spirit of love. When he's, you know, taking you away from different things or people basically are separating themselves even from you. It's not because they hate you. It's because God is doing the work in your life. And sometimes there must be a separation in order for you to hear from God and to please him and to do the things that you must do. Verse 12 says this, for thou Lord, for thou Lord will bless the righteous with favor. Will thou compass him as with a shield? I mean, he shields you from harm and, and danger and things that would seemingly come against you. He shields us from that. That's why we serve him. He knows how to get you out of, you know, trouble in, in, in the time that you wouldn't even think or, you know, um, you about to take a job and next thing you know, the, the door has closed. He knows what he's doing. So don't question it. When things happen, they happen for a reason because God sees the future. You don't see the future. You could go on that job and something terrible might happen and you don't know what could be the, the end of you. So no, we sometimes question, uh, 
things, but sometimes you got to sit back and say, Father, not my will be done, but your will be done. And when you speak from that uh, reference point, you will see that um, you'll see things working in your favor. And sometimes they don't, you know, God works in bits and pieces. He don't give you the whole thing. I mean, that's just how he works because he probably gave us the whole picture. We probably slaughter our own selves. You know, we tell him what we would do if he shows us the things that we, our future has um, in hope to, to hold for us. You know, we, we would know what to do sometimes. And that's why sometimes people don't handle the uh, good quite well because they haven't established their relationship with God. And I believe that is so important to have an ear to hear from God, to establish that relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you have a relationship with God, you may cry sometimes, but I can guarantee you, you're going to come back and thank him for keeping you, as the old folks used to say, keeping you in your right mind, because that's what you need sometimes when you're going through the storms of life, you are holding on many times just to stay sane. And so I just thank God that um, I can stand here and talk to you, not from a, a reference point of never going through, but a reference from going through and making it through and seeing God bringing me through. And you're always, you're going through one test, heading through another door and going to another test. And that's just how it is. But in the interim, you know that he loves you and he cares for you. And there's nothing he will not do for his children. And that is the honest to God truth. I love him with everything I can imagine. People will let you down. People will talk about you. People will scandalize your name. People will not want you to have any good coming to you. They'll go and, and talk about you so that you won't get something that they would want. But in the interim, you have to continue to trust in God and, and know that everything is working out for your good. What man means for evil, God will turn it around for your good. And you got to keep your attitude straight. You can't fall into the same vein that Satan and his little imps walk in. You have to always put yourself in the hands of God and know that his protection and that what he's guiding you through, he will always lead you to good, not evil. Because he doesn't work for evil. He only works for good. So let's read Psalms 25 verse 2. 3 and 4 and 8, 10 and 11. Verse 2 says, Oh my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let my enemies, let not my enemies triumph over me. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me. For thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Verse 8. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore will he teach sinners in the way. 
And that's what he's doing. You know, we, you know, you once was a sinner yourself. You know, sometimes we get saved and we act like we ain't never went through nothing. And, and you know, uh, we better than everybody else. No, you're not. It's nothing but the grace of God that you not that person who's doing evil. So I never put myself up on a pedestal. So I always look and say, yeah, I, if I have not turned my life around and allow God to Put me on the straight and narrow. And I think these scriptures are here to keep us humble, to keep us understanding that if it wasn't for the grace of God, yet that be you. You know, we'd be judging people, talking about people like a dog. And those people serving God and doing the best they know how. And you steadily got your tongue on them. That is terrible. But God has your back. Yes, he does. Stop thinking about the negative. And I have to tell myself this too. Stop thinking about the negative. Stop thinking about all the people who's come, tried to come against you and put your trust in God. Let's say it again. Put your trust in God. Say it one more time. I'm going to put my trust in God because greater is he. That's in you than he that's in the world. When the spirit of God is in you, oh baby, nothing can keep you from the love of Christ. And you win either way. If they took your life, you still win because you're going to live with him for eternity. We're not on this road just to be on this road. I've been on this road because I want him to say, uh, die worker, uh, not of iniquity, but five, the, but Thy servant enter in into the kingdom of God. That's what I want him to say to me. That's what I live for. So you got to have a cause for why you live for God. You got to have reasons why you live for God. You got to know it's the peace. It's his love. It's his gentleness. It's when I come to him. He gives me a word. That well, I can cry out or I can shed some tears thanking him for always giving me a word that will get me through the storms of life. That's why we serve God. Because he's better than any person you can imagine. I mean, I know many people are married and they love their spouse, but I can guarantee you, still, even when you're married, your relationship still God comes first, even in that relationship. He's a jealous God. He doesn't want you to put pastor, minister, husband, wife, children, grandkids. He don't want you to put nobody before him. And that's why many times we're missing the mark. Because we're putting things and people and homes and cars and money and all these things before him. When he's already told you that he's going to give you all these things. It's nothing he's withholding from us. So if we could just really live a life that's pleasing before God, I can guarantee you, you will find yourself being more at peace. You have less time to gossip and talking about somebody, putting somebody down, telling lies on people and people believing it. And it's amazing. People who say they love God believe lies. And you should know from the spirit if it's truth. Or if it's a lie. Many times, I don't care who it's coming from. It could be coming from a person who you think know Christ in the in the pardoning of their sins. But if they sitting up telling lies on people, so what? You got to judge it by the spirit. The spirit of truth. The spirit of Christ. And I just say that because it just, it, it unnerves me sometimes. When I see people who will judge you. And you know that you're doing your best to serve God. 
but they don't have nothing good to say about you, nothing but bad words or, you know, just just things that you wouldn't even believe that they could even say about you. And, you know, you're striving to live more like Christ. So I'm telling you, keep your eyes on Jesus and less on man. Say it again. I'm going to keep my eyes on Jesus and less on man. He has commanded us to love thy neighbor as thyself. You cannot love your neighbor if you don't have no love for yourself. And I believe that's why so much, you know, the last days is going to even get worse. Can you imagine when God takes all the, the saints out of the world and it's not going to be anybody here but those who now got to give their blood to be in heaven. I, I'm sorry. I'm not waiting for that. I'm going to live saved. It ain't nothing that I want my blood taken because I wasn't obedient the first time when he came and raptured the church. Now, I'm going in the rapture. I've made that decision over 40 plus years ago. I'm going, I'm going to hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant, enter in. Yes, that's what I want him to say. Well done. Good and faithful servant. Yes. Now, if he's saying you're a good and faithful servant, what that means? That you live somewhere, somehow down here to please him. So now, why are you allowing people to take you off course when you need to stay on course and live for Christ? Now, the last scripture I'm going to give you. I hope you're getting something out of this tonight because if you're not, I am. (laughs) I'm ministering to myself, okay? Psalms 25. And we're going to be reading verses 9 through 11. It says here, the meek will he guide in judgment and the meek will he guide in judgment and the meek will he teach his ways. Verse 10, all the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies, praise the Lord, glory to God, hallelujah. Let me say that again. Verse 10, we read in chapter 25, all the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. Verse 11, for thy namesake, O Lord, pardon my iniquity, for it is great. See, there's nobody, you know, no, nobody's as honorable as the father. And he sent the son so that now we could come to him and ask him to forgive us of our sins. Why well, he had to shed his blood for us. Now he lives in us. Okay, the spirit of Christ lives in you now. That, that's why he had to go to the cross. So, if that's what he did for us, why are you finding yourself not Wanting to give your life to God. Well, I'm going to give you the invitation tonight to give your life to Christ. Because when it's all said and done, it's all about serving God and asking him through repentance of your, of your sins. That's how you are born again. So say this after me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm coming to you tonight and asking you to forgive me of every sin knowingly or unknowingly I ask that you forgive me wash me clean as snow I want to live the rest of my days for you I pray I find a good fellowship where I can go in learn the word 
and live for you until you come back for us. And I am deciding today to put my trust in you. I die out to me and I say yes to you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for calling me home this day. I am now a born again Christian. And that's it. Amen. That's it. That's how you get saved. It's how you live the rest of your life, eternity, living for Christ until he comes back and raptures us. I believe this. You you have to know by the spirit of God that your life is not going too far the way you're living it. But if you just turned it around, do what we just did, what you just did, and now serve him for the rest of your, your days. You can't do it by yourself. You need a minister. You need a preacher to help you stay safe. Just find a good church, a good word church that teaches the word of God. That has praise and worship in it. It's something about praise and worship. People talk about that, but that's how you come before Christ is by worshiping him. And when you worship him and praise him and thank him for the goodness, then you go into the word of God. Now, it's something about that. It really is. And so I just thank God for this opportunity to come to you tonight. And I came early because I had some things to do this evening. But I just wanted to come and give you a word. I believe that's very important that we all need a word to inspire, to encourage us to stay on this straight and narrow living for Christ. It's so important. It's so easy to get off. And then, you know, it, it really is. I think that's the easy part. The hard part, you know, until you have a change of heart, a change of mind. Once you get that change of heart, change of mind, nothing can stop you from living for him. You ain't going to let nothing keep you. Not a man, not a woman, not your mama, your daddy, your sister, your brother, your cousin, your homie. I don't care who it may be. Nothing can keep you from the love of Jesus Christ when you have a relationship with him. And I'm telling you, I don't care what people say about me. It ain't never stopped me from saying, Lord, thank you. Thank you for waking me up this morning. Thank you that are keeping me on the straight and narrow. Ain't nothing ever stopped me. I don't care if they don't want me around them. I don't care. It's never stopped me from living for Christ. And I'm not going to let nothing. And I'm saying this to you, some, to somebody, because somebody may be ostracizing you, rejecting you, making you feel low about who you are because you have made a decision to live for Christ. That's what the enemy does. He's trying to get you back out there in that world doing the things that you used to do. But, you know, he who the son says free is free indeed. And, you know, there's a freedom that you have now. You got a peace that surpasses all understanding. Don't let nobody take that from you. I don't care who it could be. Your mama. Don't let nobody take that freedom from you. Stay on that straight and narrow. Wherever you fellowship, stay in that church. And let that minister continue to feed you. You need him or her to feed you. Because it's just like you when you eat or you get up in the morning, you eat your breakfast. You need some food. And you need some food. And so you need to get somewhere where they can feed your spirit man. And so I just thank God for this opportunity to be able to come to you tonight. 
and minister to you. And I pray those who I'm coming early, but I pray those who are listening, who will listen to the replay will get something from this message. And if you if you know somebody, share this message with somebody else, because you may not be able to minister like I'm telling it. And they may get it from me more than you. That's just how it is in life. Sometimes your family can't get it from you. But it'd be strange if somebody don't even know you call you up and tell you or send you a, a email or something telling you how you minister to them. So that's what I believe God sent me tonight to give you this message on trusting the Lord. With all your heart, mind, and soul. And I guarantee you, when you trust him and give him your life, you'll never look back. You'll never look back. Because nothing can surpass what he can give you. I'm telling you from experience, I never married, no children. And I've had men who wanted to marry me. But I wanted to establish a relationship with God and I forsook that to establish the relationship that I have today now he's taught me and he's teaching me to be a better woman and I know I'll make a better wife today than I would have when I was younger and so I just thank God again for this opportunity to come before you all tonight and I just pray that when you listen to this message it will leave you desiring to please God, less of me and more of God, less of me and more of God. Yeah, that's the message tonight. Less of me and more of God. Well, listen, it's been a pleasure. You know what we do here. We keep it real. Well, until Thursday, you all have a blessed night.